Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of We Are That Podcast. It's your favorite Nigerian, Ugo. Hey, y'all. It's the Problematic Sis, Chris. I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome back, everybody. It's Carly, your favorite West Indian shorty. Okay, so this is our second episode, and I know that there's a lot going on right now. Um, We really are, I guess sad and deeply hurt and affected by all that is going on. Um, I don't know if any of my folks do want to shine some light on how they feel, how they're coping or whatever have you. So, I mean, for me personally, um, I've just been like so emotionally and mentally overwhelmed by everything um, because it is just like, it's our reality as Black people, you know, going through stuff like this and trying to navigate these spaces while you know, trying to remain as professional as possible at work or, you know, trying to just keep keep your sanity or whatever. And especially like when you have a podcast, it's kind of like you don't want to run the risk of sounding tone deaf and all of this stuff going on. So, you know, we wanted to utilize this platform as a place where we can find some sort of solace and some sort of, you know, relaxation away from, you know, all of the stuff that we are dealing with once we, you know, stop hitting record so I don't know like because I know Carly was actually out on the front lines protesting recently so I don't know if she wants to like shed a light on that really quickly but I know that we all probably share the same sentiments about everything uh I am still processing everything that's happening um from the moment that I actually went out and protested uh to uh, what's happened since then just as I thought we were making, you know, hedgeway in the right direction, um, you know, I've been reading what president's been doing and it kind of just really set me aback and really kind of shifted my perspective on just how much farther we still have left to go. And in regards to the lives lost so far, my heart is just devastated, as Chris mentioned. I, I won't speak too much about it just because I'm still just all over the place emotionally about it. So just trying to wrap my head around things. Um, in my household, um, it's just been a top of, topic of conversation from the moment we go, wake up, from the moment we go to sleep, honestly. So I still am trying to sort things out and I don't want to, um, you know, uh, I guess be too transparent just just to be safe, but um, it's definitely something that I'm struggling with in, in regards to my anxiety, and I'm just trying to be as present and aware, and try to make as much of a and try to participate as much as I can. Um, I know some people have been donating, and um, every dollar counts, yes. But in ways, that, if you're not able to participate in that sense, definitely try to educate those around you, and just try to make some type of impact somehow, some way. I know there's something that's there's something that can be done. There's something that someone can do. So, you know, just don't think that you can't do anything in regards to what's happening right now. What are some ways that you guys have been coping with everything that's going on? I know it's, I know sometimes for me, like if I'm stressed out or anxious or whatever it is, I, I tend to turn to social media um, in the sense that, especially Twitter, because it's funny as hell. But now it's like, oh, damn. And that's a sound insensitive, but it's really heavy on every social media platform. So I just sometimes find myself tuning out just for my mental health. Um, and right now I'm actually reading 
I never thought I'd read for fun because I'm still in school but (laughs) I know I know so like I it's so weird to now be reading just for leisure but I feel like that's one way that I've been trying to just like make sure that I'm not you know consumed and I'm not succumbing to myself to just constant sadness so what are some ways that you guys can like quickly like suggest for our readers if they don't do it already I mean our listeners not readers (laughs) I know me personally I took a day where I just wasn't on social media at all because like you said I normally use Twitter as my place to get the laughs because it's hilarious like top two not two jokes anywhere so I've when that is just fully consumed with videos and just like the hard hitting, like depressing facts about everything that's going on. I just, I, I had to tune out like, and I don't necessarily mean tune out as in pretend like everything isn't going on because, you know, there were protests five minutes away from my house, 15 minutes away from my house. So that's just not possible for me to tune it out, but more so just allow myself time to really cope with what's going on by myself without anybody else's input or, you know, any extraneous information that's coming out. And I found it to be very helpful. You know, I was able to process how I was truly feeling without anybody else having any sort of input. And once I did that, that's when I fully got into, you know, researching on ways that I can help because, you know, I do plan on protesting, um, I guess by the time this comes out, I will have already protested, but, um, you know, I've donated to a bunch of causes and, you know, I've had conversations with some family members and, you know, it just really made me realize that I have to find it within me to cope and not necessarily reach out to other resources to cope because, you never know how you're going to take what anybody else says emotionally when you're so caught up in everything that's happening. So once I took that day to just unwind and, you know, have a day to myself, literally without just being tapped, without being tapped in, I think it just really, really helped me. And I was able to, you know, return back to social media sites and, you know, just move forward, move forward and not necessarily consume myself with all of the um, video, same videos and same facts that were hitting me prior, but I'm able to find the joy in other things rather than just like keep myself sad all the time. So that was my main thing, just, you know, stepping away completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a way that I've been coping is, um, uh, you mentioned in the beginning, staying off social media. I've definitely been unplugging from the matrix, just kind of disconnecting, um, putting my phone down, trying to be more present with my roommates, either uh, focusing on kind of getting things in order for when, <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds a bit off saying this, but I, I've been trying to get myself together for when um, the city does reopen, because um, we are still in a pandemic. <laughs> Many um, Girl, y'all city open the next week. What you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, girl, you I, feel like, like, <laughs> I feel like y'all little, already out doing brunch and like all your that. Little, <laughs> your little leadership don't care about y'all. That nigga said it's open June 8th. You got four days, Carly, just to let you know. Lighten <laughs> up, sis. I don't know what to tell you not even close i mean i don't trust anything that that man says he literally i remember watching 
a video where he said he was reflecting on how other states started to implement a curfew. And within one hour, he then initiated a curfew after mentioning that he was like, oh, no, we're not there yet. New York doesn't need to be doing that. And then, boom, curfew happened. So he says June 8th. Next thing you know, June 7th comes, and then he's like, boom, June 16th. So I'm I'm not trusting that just yet. But I would like for it to be June 8th. I would like that very much so. Um, But I've just been trying. Wow, where are you going? I mean, I want to start, you know, just getting myself together in regards to the commitments that I had prior to when this uh, pandemic happened, definitely. A lot of stuff got put on hold for that, and I'm really bummed about it. But the fact that, you know, we are now in June, I feel like, um, say, the worst of it is possibly over. You know, we kind of made it through its peak, so now we're kind of coming downhill. So I'm kind of looking forward to when the city opens up so I can get back on that. But that's how I've been coping with it, getting myself prepared for um, what's to come after the pandemic and then definitely unplugging from social media, putting my phone down. And um, I actually haven't even been watching TV. Like I'll turn my TV on, but I don't turn on no Netflix. I don't turn on no HBO Go. I don't know what to watch. Like I, for some reason, I don't really want to pay attention to like, you know, anything else other than just being present, either reading or doing word searches and stuff like that. Words the drinking. Oh, girl, that goes without saying. Y'all already know what the fuck it is. Like, it's kind of embarrassing, but if you come into my house, there's a few empty bottles that are laying around. Don't judge me. I'm not an alcoholic. Whatever you say, I don't. I don't. I'm girl. I like myself a glass of wine, and that's all I'm gonna say today. So, hmm. well, you better than me. I like myself a glass of honey. So, oh, see how this. Mm-mm, because one, it's getting hot outside. I'm not about to make myself even hotter with Henny. Like that's just not my. Mm-mm. Listen, no, because when it starts hitting that 90, 100 degrees, and you sipping on that Henny, you go. Y'all I ain't never said I'm gonna be outside. I'm gonna be inside with air conditioning, right. sipping my Henny. You right. What you mean? <laughs> you right. Because you talking about don't go, don't come at me on how I cope. Okay, I didn't yeah. come at you with how you coped. Listen. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly. Like Carly said, I'm practicing for when 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 you know things open up. I just gotta make sure I'm still there. Like you know, ready. Somebody throws a shot at me. I got it. So I tried to take a shot the other day, and I couldn't. Like you see, I couldn't. If you give me one, I will be easily. I can't take it. I was like, bitch. Like it was only a couple of years ago that you were throwing them shits back like it was you were throwing them back and other things too okay anyways we're gonna move on to (laughs) the episode um today we're really not trying to be too like heavy I mean it is a fairly heavy episode but we're just trying to as you said distract well not distract you guys but take your mind off of everything that's going on so today we are going to be talking about forgiveness um do you guys remember there's this movie and every time I hear the word forgiveness I think of this is I forgot what this blonde lady is, but she plays like the dumb blonde. She plays the dumb blonde in um what's that movie with Regina? Uh what's that name? What's her name? You know what I'm talking about. This oh, movie. Karen from Mean Girls? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's the one that's like it's, it's a fifth I like I have a fifth sense. Like my breath can always tell when it's gonna rain. Her. I don't know, to be honest. But she plays a dumb blonde. Yeah, and she's like, forgiveness is more than saying sorry. You guys ever watch that movie? It doesn't sound familiar at oh all. God. I thought you were talking about Mean Girls. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't talking about Mean Girls. I'm sorry. But I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to show you guys the picture because you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. 
the mean girls dumb blonde and her they're the only like two dumb blondes that play that role anyway so we're talking about forgiveness today um so what are you guys is i guess unforgivables and unforgivable for me would be definitely um in regards to my family either disrespecting them uh causing them harm in any way or even wishing them harm um you know in the heat of anger um speaking ill on anybody um in my family definitely an unforgivable simply because it never has to go that far any issue that you have with me is with me it never has to get brought or taken into the taken uh, to the of, um um disrespecting a family member of mine i agree with that um i feel like that's a little heavy you know because i feel like um disrespect of family members is something that goes without saying i feel like it's pretty universal for most people um i'm gonna say people that actively choose to drink moscato um i feel like we're in 2020 right now and i feel like if you are a grown adult that there's just so many other drink options for you to choose from and you know i'm tired of seeing the bartender bottles I'm tired I don't understand because you're not you're not hit you're not hit because you mix a moscato with some honey. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Kristen does not do that. Like, I don't. Have but you don't know what you're talking about. Don't be sitting here trying to come at me. If you got a problem with me, Kristen, we can handle it. Don't be talking about me. What? Because I put a few bottles of Bartonura on my Instagram story. Hard liquor in their wine. I know. I was watching Insecure the other day and. Isa was putting vodka in her prosecco or whiskey in her prosecco, and I was like, "People do that." Whiskey. I don't know how I feel. Mm-mm, that doesn't sound good. But I just think whiskey. Put like a shot of hard liquor in their wines. I don't know which parents, but I have heard that before. I've like, definitely put a shot of tequila in wine before. That tequila. I, that you don't like tequila. Like that's your thing. You just don't like tequila. Oh, just like I don't like moscato. It's unforgivable for me for people to be drinking moscato. We are. Our basis of like our demographic of listeners are probably between the ages of about like 24 and like 30 something. I feel like at that age, we need to grow up. If you wanted to drink Moscato, buy Welch's white grape juice. It's essentially the same thing. That's all I'm saying. Like, we, we're at an age where we just need to think about what we're consuming. What does the body good? And Nobody asked you anything, so you actually asked me this question. I actually was talking to Carly, so that's embarrassing because I didn't hear you say, <laughs> Carly, what's your <laughs> I thought it was a general said, that's that's embarrassing. I think I, I only got like a few unforgivables. You know, I agree with Carly. Don't be coming at my family and don't offer me no dry cornbread. I'm not interested. The two, I they hold the same weight because cornbread is so easy to make. Like What's the reason? Because I'm really gonna look at you like, okay, so you don't respect me as a person. Facts. Right. That American cheese. Facts. Because it's like because a cheese that's an unforgivable. Why then? If you use American cheese still or count American cheese as an actual cheese, that's an unforgivable. Unforgivable. Um, People use American cheese. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I had a conversation. I had a conversation, and people literally use American cheese. I'm like. Once again, it's a matter of age. It's a matter of maturity. Like, what what are we doing here? Like American cheese. I, I didn't even know they still sold it. I thought cheddar was the new baseline. Do they still like, 
sell American cheese, but they really still sell American cheese. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I went grocery shopping today to get a couple more things. And um, I was thinking like, okay, I want to make burgers soon. But you know, you want to experiment with different types of cheeses. Mm -hmm. Why is it that they only sell American cheese slices? Like you rarely can find like mozzarella cheese slices or cheddar cheese slices or pepper jack cheese. It's always American cheese. I'm Girl, so- what store are you shopping at? It ain't cheese. So bad right now. Like why was I so- why was I struggling to find cheddar cheese slices? Now I have to use shredded. Well, my oh, whole thing cool. is my whole thing is if it doesn't come in block form, I don't trust it. I've never seen American block cheese. I've only seen packaged individual slices Mm. of American cheese. Chris might have did something. Like, how do you... No. Never. No, I'm saying that because I don't think I've ever seen... I've never seen any. never seen block American cheese ever in my life. Wow. American cheese is not cheese. Like, by definition of what cheese is, American cheese is not it. Like, I'm about to look it up. <laughs> okay, so we got American cheese, we got dry cornbread. Chris, I'm not counting yours. Bitch, and then we got Moscato. Mes- I said what I said. Bitch. <laughs> Any other unforgivables? You know, also what I don't like when women wear open toed shoes and then they big toe be hanging over the top of the shoe. They like that's unforgivable that's called, because I. F- that's called hammerhead toes. <laughs> Not hammer. Oh shit! <laughs> don't make me choke on my wine. That's an unforgivable oh too. <laughs> yeah, because at that rate, I know you don't care about yourself, no, so you're a dangerous person. What it's called it's called hammerhead toes. That's what it's a it's a foot condition. <gasps> <laughs> oh that, my god! I'm sorry. That's I'm so top sorry. three rudest things that I've like, ever heard in my entire life. Oh my! <laughs> oh my god! I just feel like if your toes are hanging out of your shoes, I just feel like there's no stability there. Like, Wait, no, it really is a thing. I told you. Don't ask me how I know that. I can't remember, but it is a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now I feel like a bully. I didn't mean to do I didn't. I know what you, we know what you meant. Just like when the shoe doesn't fit the way that it's supposed to fit. <gasps> okay. I oh, my God. Can I say something? Okay, in that case, you said when people wear shoes that don't fit. Okay, it's I don't like it when like when you intentionally wear bra sizes that are like four times smaller than your actual size, like for it to just cover the nipple. I just uncomfortable. But I've seen it before. It's supposed to be like a look. Wait, I think I'm getting unforgivables and like things that grind my gears confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think Carly's going into petty peeves. Yeah, this is not I'm, the pet peeves episode. Uh, we can do one if you want to, and you can yeah. list all of them out. Air your grievances, but that's not the episode. <laughs> so, okay, guys, now let, let me reel it back in. <laughs> so, we always hear, whenever you hear about forgiveness, we always hear forgive and forget, forgive and forget. But what does that really mean? Like, is it possible? Does it really exist? Like, do y'all even believe in it? Because I know I don't. So what about y'all? Uh, you can you can ultimately forgive someone, yes. In regards to forgetting, it's a little bit tricky. Um, I think it's possible to forget the specifics, 
the details of, you know, said thing that hurts you over time, you know, compartmentalizing, so on and so forth. But I don't think you'll ever forget how you felt in that situation, that hurt you felt, that disappointment, whatever that, whatever falls under that umbrella. <clears throat> I don't think you'll ever forget how you felt. You, uh, you may uh, find yourself kind of carrying that with you or not, maybe not carrying it with you, but say the instance is brought up, you remember that. You may not remember the specifics. So um, I think, I don't really think it's possible to forgive and forget in, in, in its entirety. Um, what about you, Chris? I mean, yeah, I, I genuinely don't feel like if you're, if you're faced with a situation where you have to forgive somebody, I don't understand how you can forget it. Like, because I just feel like the whole process of something happening, you having to, you know, rationalize what went on, and then you having to decide if how you felt is, can, can, like, can you get over that enough to be able to forgive somebody, whether it, you decide that it's for you, whether you foolishly decide that you're forgiving somebody just for their sake. Um, I just don't see how you can forget that. Like the actual, the actual thing that happened sometimes isn't even as deep as how it made you feel. And as we've said on this podcast before, you can't necessarily like blame somebody for feeling how they feel about a certain situation. Like I really do like, unless you have like, short-term memory loss or like something like I really just am like I really challenge somebody to tell me that forgiving and forgetting truly exists because I just in any like aspect of it I don't feel I don't see how it could be a thing I really don't I know a lot of people say if you don't forgive and forget then you never really forgave um I also don't believe that to be true because fuck you who are you talking to like but at the end of the day Forgiving and forgetting, I just, I can't, like you said, Kristen, I can't figure out how I'm supposed to forget. Like, unless there's like some type of medical reason why I would forget what happened. Because Literally. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be like, no, I remember, I, I forgave you, like, it's all good, but I didn't forget that you actually decided to do it, you know? And especially if they do the same thing again, like, you don't just forget that they've done it in the past, like, it's just it's it's always going to be there. Like, for example, if you got cheated on and you forgive somebody for cheating on you and then they cheat on you again, you didn't magically forget the first time that they cheated on you. You just decided to forgive them for whatever reason you decided to forgive them. But that thing is always going to be there, whether you suppress it or not. Like, you didn't forget that you got cheated on. <laughs> I feel like that question, that comment perfectly leads into the next question um, with second chances. So I guess... To me, I already know the answer, but do you have to forgive in order to give a, se- a person a second chance? For sure. Yeah. Riley, what do you think? No, I think that pretty much ties hand in hand. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, because I mean, it's like, in order to, like, a second chance to me is something has been resolved, whether it's the forgiveness aspects, we're moving on, whatever. and then a new horizon, whatever, is beginning. But you Don't can't sound like a group home. Sad. New horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Sorry, like that actually is the name of one. Probably whatever. is. But, um, yeah, I feel like 
what is a second chance without forgiving somebody for the chance that they fucked up on? You know, what I, I mean? agree. I, I definitely, I wouldn't want to even give anyone another chance, but if I am to give a second chance, I would have to give, forgive first. But I do know that there can be some people that, you know, use that second chance as a reason to forgive. Like, oh, prove to me that you're worth this forgiveness by me giving you a second chance, you know? It's stupid. When you put it like that, I do, I, I can recall people using it in that extent because my what I was going to say was I feel like in order to give someone a, a second chance, to some degree, you're trusting them enough to give them a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you didn't, whatever efforts they're proving isn't, isn't going to mean anything to you. Because one, you don't forgive them, you don't trust them. And not for nothing, I'm going to put, like, to put myself in their shoes. I would hate to be shelling out these efforts if it's not, if it's going to go unnoticed, if you don't care about it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, um, I'm not going to extend that second chance to you if I don't, if I'm not going to waste my time paying attention to that second chance is basically what I'm saying. So I would have to forgive you in order to even extend that. So I guess to like piggyback off of what you said. So let's say you do decide to give the person a second chance, you know, I'm going to go for the you forgave them and gave them a second chance route because not forgiving somebody and trying to give them a second chance to me is foolish. It's a waste but, of time. Um, it's definitely a waste of time. Um, but let's say, you know, you forgave them, you decide to give them a second chance, right? Does that null and void, like, you, like, does that null and void you bringing up that first time that they fucked up because you decided to give them a second chance? Or is it a second chance, like, bitch, like, you better be lucky that you're here, but don't forget <laughs> that, <laughs> don't forget that you fucked up. And don't forget that I know that you fucked up. Because I feel I like, because think... I feel oh, like sorry. it kind of like, no, it's okay. Because I feel like it kind of, you could kind of um make an argument for both sides, I feel. Like, if you forgive me for something, right, um that doesn't necessarily give me any um any license to forget anything that you did but it's also kind of like yo like you said that you forgave me for x y and z don't try to rub that shit in my face any kind of situation that we're in you know what i mean don't tell me what to do Girl, like, I'm going to be like, no. like you're doing any favors. If you're giving me a second chance, it's because you want to give me a second chance. Don't try and throw it in my face like you're doing me any types of favors. Because, no, I'm not. What we're not. No, that's not. It's not about giving favors. I think we should be realistic for the simple fact that um, just because I forgave you doesn't mean that I'm not going to bring it up. If you do something that is similar to reminiscent of if it's if you say if I forgave you for cheating and okay we move on from it whatever a year or two later for some reason you decide that you want to start doing some slick shit at the restaurant like we at a restaurant you winking at a chick or you flirt and I'm just be like okay so this is in line with the same behavior that cost you to even need a second chance in the first place you know what I mean so I it, it's not for you to say that oh don't throw it in my face well don't do the same thing like Period, period. Because I feel like people tend to forget that get like somebody giving you a second chance is completely in their control. It has nothing to do with you could beg, you can plead, you could shower me with gifts, you can 
you know, do everything. You, I mean, if you pay off my student loans, you pay off my mortgage, you pay off everything. Maybe we can have a little bit of a discussion. <laughs> no, but like, if you, if you are at like, if you are the one that are that is like begging to be forgiven and given a second chance, you can't expect that this any decision or any rationale is within your control. Like, bitch, if you fucked up. I'm the one that's going to tell you whether or not you're going to be in my good graces or not. And if you're not, fuck out of my face, girl, comma, fuck you, period. Like, I just don't understand. Like, how are you going to sit here and try to tell me that, oh, like, why are you bringing up old shit? Because you know that's a nigga's favorite, mm-hmm. favorite line. Why are you bringing up old shit? Bitch, I'm bringing up old shit because you're doing old shit. Like, Thank you. I'm revealing a pattern. And you know... Patterns, please pay attention to pattern behavior. Like, if it walks like a duck today and it walks like a duck tomorrow, the there's like a, a duck. 99% chance that it's going to walk like a duck the next day. Like, if you don't like ducks, why are you watching the motherfucker walk like a duck in the first place? Period. I'm confused. Period. Like, niggas. I hate it here. I hate niggas. I, anyway, hate I don't even know how we got to. <laughs> I was, I was, she said, "I hate niggas." I was like, "Skirt, how we get here?" <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna reel it back in again. Sorry, my bad, guys. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Do you think you guys find it easier for you to forget family, friends, you know, your man, your partner, or or are they all like the same? Truthfully, I feel like it might all be the same, just because I never really looked at it like that. I never really sat down and um paralleled how I forgave friends versus how I forgave um, my partner uh, versus how I forgave a family member. I just kind of acknowledged it over um, on the level of hurt I was and how it took, how, how I had to process forgiving them depending on the circumstances, stuff like that. So I'm interested to hear uh, you guys' response. If you guys uh, can't say the same, if you guys have, you know, differences in how you forgive your friends versus your family versus your lovers and stuff like that. Hmm. I feel like they're all different. Obviously, because every person, like every person within those respective categories, plays a different role in my life. When it comes to family, I don't know if it's because of how I was raised, but it's automatic forgiveness, unless like you know, murder. That that would be the only thing where I'm like, okay, well, um, no, no, it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> when it comes to friends and and so family is out, I just feel like that's like an aside because I'm gonna instantly forgive them. I'm talking about immediate family. I got mm-hmm. four brothers. I got two parents. Anybody outside of that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in the same category as friends. Get out my face, <laughs> like. <laughs> So when it comes to friends versus lovers, I feel like, and I know I can't, I'm not alone in this, but it's easier for me to forgive a partner, a romantic partner versus a friend for the simple fact that we're just going to exclude stating the obvious, but for that simple fact, um, you know, those feelings are in there. Those feelings are intertwined to my judgment versus if it's with a platonic friend, it's like, okay, I start to, for some reason, I start to become more logical and I'm like, I hold them to a higher standard. Um, mainly because how many ways can a friend really offend someone versus like, like it's, there's different offenses. I don't know if I'm making sense with what I'm saying. Because if you're my friend, I know I trust you enough that you're not going to do, because how many things can piss a you off? Like, 
a lot of things can get on my nerves, annoy me, but piss me off to the point where we have to have a discussion about forgiveness or anything. How many things can do that? So if for some reason you felt on Sunday that you needed to do that one day, I'm gonna look at you and be like, really? Seriously, my nigga? Like, we, I, I can't understand this. Versus with my boyfriend, it's like, okay, everything that you do upsets me. <laughs> like, literally everything. <laughs> You're I'm just kidding. You came at me crazy, right? You came at me crazy because I was like, I called him a stupid nigga on the last episode. I don't recall this, but <laughs> well, <laughs> but like, there's I, that's what I mean. There's so many. There's differences because you know me, and you know if there's only two offenses, and I hold them as major offenses for me to be like, oh well, this is this friendship is over. If you choose to commit those two major offenses, I'm gonna be like, well why like you had other things to do and you just decided to do that and my friends know what my major offenses are like so that's why I'm, I, I can't I can't understand it I would hold you to a higher regard and I'm gonna hope for I'm gonna basically press you harder because I'm gonna be like well why'd you even do it in the first place you know yeah I agree like I would love to sit here and be like oh well forgiveness is all about how you feel emotionally so everybody is on a level playing field that sounds ideal but in practice it's way harder to actually abide by something like that for me personally um you know similar to what um Ugo said like with my family there's there's just like an automatic like I forgive you kind of thing just based off of the relationship that I have with them and you know, there's never really a base of disrespect or anything that's crossed between me and my family, just based off of the understanding that we have for each other, that I would sit here and be like, all right, well, I'm going to forgive you for this. Like, no, like, it's kind of just like water under the bridge, you know, just brush it under the rug, whatever. Like, we're just going to move forward from this. When it comes to friends versus a romantic partner, first off, the Yes, people say that, like, your romantic partner is supposed to be, like, a friend of yours, but, like, truthfully, the bond is just different. Like, there's expectations that you hold for a friend that might be similar to those that you hold for a relational partner, but there's also extended um, expectations that you hold towards your romantic partner. And, and also, that person is probably eating your ass, so exactly. there's a clear bias here. And you know how I feel about eating ass. I've said this in season one. Like, Thank if you. your tongue is deep in somebody's ass, like, don't disrespect them, please. Like, please. What, what, are, what are we doing here? You're doing yourself a disservice. But, you know, it's just, there's a bond between you guys where there's things that are me. There's things that are my romantic partner. And then there's things that have to do with the two of us as one. And it's though it's that um, difference between that bond versus the friendship that you have with somebody where the level of forgiveness that you're able to bestow, for lack of a better term, onto your relational partner is just a little bit easier. And then it's also just goes without saying that friends are very like fleeting. You know, you can have a friend today and they can do literally one thing and you won't have that friend tomorrow. Like, sometimes some friendships, depending on how deep they are, sometimes they're just also not worth fighting for. Like, 
as crazy as as like fucked up as it may sound they're really just not worth fighting for like is me you know expending my time expending my emotions expending all of my thought process thinking about what this person did is their relevance to my life and their importance to my life that strong to where I really need to like forgive them sometimes it's just not that deep whereas if you have a um a boyfriend girlfriend like whatever those things come into play that person has a different role in your life that person has a different importance in your life and you think like this person clearly means a lot to me I see myself with this person for the long run so is this thing really that deep for me to leave rather than for me to stay so like like I was saying in the beginning like it's so easy to it's so easy to say that you want to put everybody on the same like base level of oh well if you hurt me I'm gonna rationalize everything this but in practice, like, I just don't think that we do. Right. Like, that's what I'm, I feel like it's, it's a little bit about being real with yourself. Because how often do you forgive or get back with, like, an old dude? And then you have your friend since the third grade who took your crayon and you're still like, well, it's a matter of trust. And I trusted her. And slap her in the face. <laughs> Bitch, it's a fucking... Sienna, <laughs> what is it called? Burnt Sienna crayon. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Burnt Sienna was that girl. No, because that's one of the only ones that had our fuck one of our skin tones. Because we wasn't gonna use apricot, like the fuck. Somebody's in my brain saying, "I'm, I might just, I might just hold that grudge. I'm not even gonna hold you. You know, forgiving and forgetting with that one." Because you know, Bernciana, yeah, like Bernciana was that girl, especially at that age. I would be like, "Oh no, you can rot in hell." Like, girl, what are you talking about? Um, what do you guys think? We were talking about crayons. I was like, "Who's Sienna?" A bitch. <laughs> oh my god. God. Alrighty. Dear God. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be over. Dear God. So I'm sorry, Carly is funny, yo. Um, what do you guys think of when when you think of forgiveness? I know for me it's become more of a sudden, not sudden thing, but more of an actual thing in my life, the older I get, like choosing to forgive, choosing not to forgive. Because I know as I said, um, with family, obviously I was raised with my family. It was an instant thing. So it wasn't, oh, will I forgive this person? Will I forgive my brother for eating my food, my leftovers? Will I forgive them for running into the shower when I clearly called that I got shower? That's the thing. When you got mad siblings and you only got like one, one bathroom, you'd be like, oh, I'm about to shower next. And somebody runs in the shower. I'm be like, okay. So with- no. I'm an only child and I feel that pain. Like, and it shouldn't be that I could understand the pain of somebody eating your food. That that's basis to fight it's basis to fight don't eat my food and i can't even fight these niggas because they're all men they're all bigger than me so imagine how i feel bullied in my own home anyways do was call me we got some love that's true how are you pulling up because bitch brooklyn ain't that far you could pull up pulling up (laughs) period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And don't be late. (laughs) (laughs) That was a read. (laughs) So what do you guys think? Like I was saying, um, it was more so taught to be instant for me. So how did you guys learn forgiveness um, growing up in your household? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, mine was the same. Mine was the same. Like I literally just, hey, if my mom did something that I didn't like I didn't even rationalize it as her doing something that was disrespectful to me like I just felt Mm -hmm. like it was something like she's my authority Mm -hmm. Um, 
whatever she says goes. So I just had to take it and be like, all right, like I could either sit here and be mad, but she's still going to feel the same way anyway. Or I could just accept that she said it once again, water under the bridge and we can move forward. Like there was no talk about forgiving people at all. Like, and I really think I had to teach myself how to actually forgive people. And it was only like as a young adult, I would say that I really, really knew what forgiveness meant to me and that it had nothing to do with anybody else but myself. Um, Cause I don't, I don't forgive for anybody else's satisfaction. I realized the importance of my feelings and I realized the importance of what, how people treat me. And if you know me, those boundaries that you shouldn't cross. So, you know, it's, the dichotomy is different. It sucks that I couldn't learn it from a younger age, but you know, yeah, as a kid, I really did not learn what it meant to forgive. It was like almost like a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am kind of thing. And, you know, it wasn't strict. It wasn't like my mom was mean, like she wasn't a dictator or anything, but I mean, like that whole respect your elders kind of thing. And even if they don't respect you, you have to respect them. And, you know, if they want to say some crazy shit, all right, she says some crazy shit to me. What the fuck am I really going to do as a five-year-old? Like, you just let it, you let it pass. And it might take a while for it to pass within you, but you better let it pass for them because they meant what they said and they said what they meant. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I just never learned it. I didn't, I, I, one, I can say the same as both of you. I also think another thing that I struggled with was, genuinely forgiving somebody you know it's it's more than just saying I forgive you in the moment it's it's definitely more than that because like I would find myself still being affected by things in way deeper ways than I should be if I did forgive them like I thought I did um so that was also something that I had to learn too um forgiving them more than just saying it you know what I mean Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. You guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know what movie this is because I know I'm not going crazy. Sorry, Carly. <laughs> My bad girl. <laughs> but no, it really is more than just saying sorry, and it's more than just saying that you forgive them. I, I would hope that nobody would say that I forgive you just for the other person's satisfaction. Um, but you know, it definitely is something for you. For it's 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 something for you for it's something in regards to you releasing that burden and letting go of that issue that hurt. Um, something else that um, aids me in like kind of forgiving people or um, working past issues is just the fact that the idea that they could be completely fine while I'm sitting here troubled and and hindering myself and stopping my day and wasting my time or being robbed of time because I'm sitting here just letting this trouble me. Um, you know. Forgiveness really is for you. It's a personal reward if you're able to, um, you know, actually embrace forgiveness for whatever the issue may be. I feel like, Chris, you did touch on a good point, like, um, with this, basically the same thing that I was saying, like, we're just taught, like, literally ingrained in our mind, forgive and forget. That's, like, basically what it is. If your mom did something wrong, or your dad did something, or your brother, whatever, you, it's automatic forgiveness. Forgive and forget, it didn't happen. But I feel like, 
I was having this conversation with someone earlier and I'm like, why is that? Like, why is it being like, why is forgiving and forgetting such a great thing? I know it's the Christian way you forgive, you forgive, you forgive. Why is it not taught that you forgive when you're ready um, for the simple fact that forgiving and forgetting, you can forgive and forget. And then all of a sudden you're still not over it. So now you're really just, you just have another mental burden on you. Um, but I did want to just quickly like get into that because why is it that we're taught that? And then why is it that if you're not forgiving, you know, you're holding, you're in this mental cage and um, you, you, you didn't free yourself and you can't move on and all of that stuff. Now that you put it that way, that's kind of like almost saddening to think about. Like yeah. we're just so like, we're so caught up with the act of forgiveness that it's almost like people are trying to strip it away that it's mm-hmm. completely up to us whether mm-hmm. we do it or not. Um, and like I was saying, like, it took me a while for me to realize that forgiveness is about me. Um, I feel like when you're, when you're younger, it's not necessarily about, um, you feeling things. It's more so just about you being obedient to things and you being, um, um, complacent with how things are. And, you know, you don't get to, um, navigate those different spaces of, well, I'm being obedient because this person is older than me and this person, you know, is my authority at the time. But I also just don't feel right in accepting that this is how it is. Yeah. As an older person, like that whole like respect your elders thing is very, very, very conditional to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because you're a little bit older than me, like, bitch, you You can still get these hands. Like these hands work. Absolutely. Yep. Very, very conditional now. And, you know, it sucks that as a little, as like, as a kid or even as like teenagers, you know, we were, it was almost like we were conditioned to just put up or shut up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, damn, that shit got me pissed the fuck off. Yeah. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? That shit really got me pissed the fuck off because like, wow. Like, cause like, how do you also like, how do you, how do you vocalize that to a kid like that in spaces where you don't feel comfortable in spaces where you, cause I don't know if kids really know what disrespectfully feels like in their yep. heart. Yep. So how do you rationalize what they feel is disrespectful to them? How do you exactly. navigate those feelings? Um, Hey, this person is older than you, but this person is doing something that makes you feel discomfort. Like, and oh damn, you really tapped into a point of me that I really was not ready for. Because I feel like, you know, you know, Yala all my shit. But anyways, I feel like that takes a lot of unlearning. And that's definitely something that I want to work to like break that chain. Like I'm not gonna raise my children to just forgive and forget. I'm going to raise them. You first of all, you process your feelings. Understand what's happening and understand how you feel about it independently. Don't think about what other people are saying. Don't even think about what I'm saying, talking about, oh, just forget them. Because one, that's invalidating the child's feelings. So you now are raising a child where you've invalidated their feelings their whole life. And then all of a sudden they get to adulthood and then they're expected to know how to navigate these you know, situations. It's like, okay, that can, like, why is that suddenly the okay thing? Like, why is that? Because, oh, it's Christ-like. It's the, it's the, I get it. And I'm a Christian. I understand. But at the same time, you have to know how to process your feeling and you can't expect 
any type of growth within an individual if for some odd 18, 19 years, they've been forgiving and forgetting. Then once they get to 23, or even it doesn't have to be 18, 19 years, something traumatic can happen in their childhood and they're taught to, oh, I have to forgive and forget. Like to me, that's just the making of a terribly unhealthy person. And it's never addressed. It's always like, there's some type of stigma related to, oh, if you don't forgive. Cause I'm like, there's no, it's not, it's not by force. Like leave the person alone if they don't want to forgive they don't want to forgive they have every right to it's not something that you just have to do it like girl boo anyways the actress name is anna ferris by the way i'm not not going crazy Mm -hmm. forgiveness is more than saying sorry from the movie just friends 2006 so y'all can fight me i knew that sounded familiar oh oh look look, i I chuckled in the beginning because i was like Look, forgiveness. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> look, look. Now she knows the song. Look. See, I I have never seen Just Friends, so I can't justify. But she was no. for not knowing. So, but the thing is, we're not gonna make this a trend because last episode I was trying to say the quote: "You get more flies with sugar than I don't even know what it is." Anymore. Vinegar, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but y'all was really looking at me like, "Girl, what are you talking about?" And Carly started singing some random Bible verse. I don't even know what she said. <laughs> But no, this is not what we're doing every episode. When I say something, y'all blink at me and act like I'm speaking Spanish. No, support me, okay? Support me, bitch. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so you know how we talk about love languages, right? Mm -hmm. It's never discussed what your, I guess, I'm just going to say forgiveness language is. And I feel like that's very important because of the fact that if you de- if you're dealing with someone like me, if you're friends with someone like me, you know I'm not gonna fly outright. Maybe in friendships, but if you're dating someone like me, I'm not gonna fly out outright. Be like, oh my bad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm a cook. I'm gonna just cook, and I'm gonna expect that you know what the hell I'm saying. Like I'm gonna be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's take this fucking jerk chicken. Thank you. Like you know that you know that sorry jerk chicken. I'll make jerk chicken unless I'm sorry. Leave me alone. <laughs> But what is your forgiveness language? Like we have the, I think there's four or five different love languages. So what do you think the categories of forgiveness language are and what are yours? Is there a test for this? Just like how there was a test for the love languages or no? Let me see. Let me look it up. I'm going to get back on that. Jimmy okay. Don't let BuzzFeed hear this because they're going to fucking steal no, our shit. Oh, then because you know they be mm, culture vulture. Nah, but um, I feel like for me, um, Actions speak far louder than words. So you could talk, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for June. I'm sorry for July. I'm sorry for 2004. Shout out to Ruben Stutter. But I was like, just about to say, I'm sorry for the lies. <laughs> exactly. You could say all that shit. Like, Ruben, I know you want American Idol, but like, you're, you still weren't the best from that season. Why did he that song that? I'm sorry, 2004. That's what he wanted. 2004. That's what no, he the song, isn't the song just called Sorry? No, no, it's called I'm Sorry 2004. Like, the year is in the song title. I always wondered that. Well, maybe it's to set set people aside, because, you know, you got hella sorry songs, but he's letting you know, in 2004... I was sorry. So, bitch, I'm not sorry for 2003. And I ain't going to be sorry. And don't ask me. (laughs) So, like, you got 365. Was that a leap year? You got 366 days to get it together. Mm -hmm. And if you can't forgive me 
after December 31st, 2004, like. Thank you. I said 2004. It's expired. There actually is a quiz about the apologies. I'm not apology. See, y'all got me thinking about apologies. (laughs) Um, there is a quiz. It's on the five love languages. Um, wow. Website. I'm about to send it to the group chat. You see, I didn't even know this. Yeah, we're gonna take it, and we will. Um, if maybe I'll put it in like the description of this episode, or you know, we'll talk about it on social media or whatever. We'll let you guys know because I know a lot of people haven't hidden us up about the articles that we mentioned. I think knowing your apology language, I want to say, is just as important as knowing your love languages. Exactly. Exactly. Question, because I think that's really important. So yeah, definitely slide that. But the thing is, it's not really addressed. Like, I know when the whole love languages quiz came out, it was a really big thing. What? And they like, everybody suddenly was like, oh, yeah. My love language, that. Exactly. But when you come, say you're in a friendship, a relationship, whatever, that's a really important thing. Because if you offend me, say, for instance, Kristen, you offend me. And... I didn't, I didn't take the quiz, so I don't even know the categories of the love languages. But say, for instance, your category is A, and what I'm expecting is category B. Then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, that's going to cause some type of friction right there in and of itself based off of the fact that we're speaking two different languages. So I feel like it's 10 times, if not equally, 10 times as more important because in, you are going to have some type of disagreement with any relationship that you're in or any friendship, any work, it doesn't matter. So knowing how that person is in times of being sorry, accepting apologies, whatever, why is that not discussed? No, it's, no that's facts because I mean, like we, I don't know if we touched on it on another episode, but a big part of being in relationships, any kind, is realizing that there's going to be conflict. And when there's conflict, how do you go about moving forward from said conflict, especially if forgiveness is involved? So, I mean, it's not like these things should be foreign to us. Maybe we know internally, like how we forgive or whatever, but we just don't say, hey, I need whatever fancy term you want to use, your words of affirmation, acts of service, da-da-da-da-da. Like, we don't just like say those out loud, but like, we definitely do feel them. Because, I mean, I didn't take the quiz. I didn't read what the types are, but I feel like, you know, you can forgive somebody with the words. You can sweet talk them. You can say what you got to say and they'll be receptive to it. You could be somebody like me. The actions are better than the words. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but if your actions don't back up, Mm -hmm. then I don't give a fuck about what you were saying. And then, you know, you could be, the one who shows forgiveness through materialistic items. Like, I fucked up your car, so oh, here's a new car. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know. I just feel like... You see? It's oh, here's simple. A new house. Here's a new house. I understand. And you think, and if I'm standing in a brand new home, it's a little easy. And back to, back to the point. If I'm standing in a brand new home, it's a little see? easier to forgive you you know carly what like i know i know that you said you put everybody on the same playing field but it hits different when you're accepting it in a bend mm-hmm. who, said, than a who said that was it meek mill that was future he said future? would you rather try in a um in a porsche than a niece or I'm like some shit i don't know what it was this is another thing it was not another quote. yeah 
What was it, Carly? He said, "Would you ra- would you rather cry in a Phantom or in a like in a Honda Civic or something like that?" That's what it was. And this is an attack on my character because I have a Honda <laughs> Civic. So what are you trying to say? Like, this is 2019. Don't come to me. And I will get to 2020. Don't play with me, Fitcher. Like, listen. But I mean, the fact of the matter is if somebody got you a 2020 Phantom, like, I feel like the comfort level. That don't mean nothing to me because I'm still going to be living in my same house. Why don't you give me a house? I'm going to look at you and be like, see, we don't even need to be together because you don't have priorities. Why, see, why would you get me a new car? Please forgive those measures. They're already showing themselves, you know. A <laughs> <laughs> 2020 Phantom ain't good enough for some I'm going to be like, where I'm going to park this 2020 Phantom, huh? In Hillside? Hmm? Hmm? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's fast. Anyway. <laughs> on street parking, stupid. my Phantom. I was like, you know, like this is how I know you're stupid. Like... <laughs> And no, I don't forgive your stupid ass. Thank you. I'm going to take the car anyway. Just figure out what to do with it. So guys, when speaking of relationships, right? You know, you always hear about closure. Closure, closure, closure. And no, I'm not talking about the spotty closures that you bitches be wearing. Not you guys. Some of you dusty rats be wearing. Oh my gosh. I've seen some terrible closures in my life. That when I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel when I be looking at closure. Yeah. But we we hear about closure all the time to go to the ex man's house for whatever, pick up a bobby pin or whatever it is. But do you guys think there's an intersection between forgiving or forgiveness and closure? And do you need, or do you need forgiveness to attain closure? Vice versa, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. As far as right now, I don't need closure. Um, because once I've forgiven you, if I've truly forgiven you, there's no amount of closure that would make me forgive somebody for. I don't think that that's what closure is. Or as in like, if I'm sitting here, I've, I've used the cheating thing again. If I'm mm-hmm. sitting here and you cheated on me and I forgive you for cheating on me and I go to you and I ask you why you cheated on me and you tell me the reason why you cheated on me, I'm just reeling back like, wow, like this nigga really cheated on me. Like, should I forgive him for this? Da, 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 da? No, like I already forgave you. Like there's, cause, so there's no amount of stuff at that point that you can tell me that I think would make me take back forgiving you if I've already rationalized that I've forgiven you, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's like harsh, but if I've already gone through the process of forgiving somebody, because it is a process, I don't think you can just wake up and forgive mm-hmm. somebody sometimes, but especially depending what they on did. what you're forgiving. Yeah. So, you know, if I've gone through that process and I've forgiven somebody for what they've done, I don't think any sort of explanation or any sort of closure would change what I already came to a conclusion of. So devil's advocate. You know, I'm taking Carly's role today. Um, Say you are with your husband. You guys are married for about 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. And something happens. It doesn't have to be cheating. It doesn't have to be like, you know, the general things that happen. Something happens that it breaks the foundation of your marriage and you are 
on you guys are separated, borderline going to get divorced. Do you feel that you need to attain closure or seek closure just to find out? To me, closure is just, you know, the why aspect, like trying to figure out why the person did what they did. If you do happen to end up being back with the person, that's your business. But closure is really just the why. So do you think that, will will your answer still be the same? I feel like I think so. Um, Because as we were stating, like, there's, like, yes, it is easy easier to forgive your um, romantic partner for stuff. But if you've reached that point where it is unforgivable to the point where you, like the foundation is broken, you just, you don't see, see happiness in the, um, in the situation or in the relationship. Um, like I can't, I don't know if I could rationalize how a why would like suff- like suffice me in any way I guess because like I don't know like you've already you have already passed all of the things that I never wanted you to even reach um you whether it's you know disrespect or like anything because I mean for me I don't I don't like I don't know I don't get mad easily I don't get disrespected too easily so if you really do like pass those lines I, I don't know if I care about a why at that point, especially if I vocalize that those are things that are disrespectful to me. I don't care about a time frame. I don't care about a relationship. Like, I don't know. The why part, I don't know. It doesn't really do much for me. It, I, I feel bad even bringing this up, but I, I remember long ago seeing this quote, and I'm going to go ahead and Google it because I don't remember exactly. I think it was from Tupac, but he he said this quote one time that basically debunked ever needing to get closure. And it, and it definitely um, put things into perspective because I used to think, I used to be that person that would want to pursue the why um, and go about seeking closure. And I, and I, since, you know, I'm not like that anymore. I'm pretty much on the same page with you guys at closure, you know, it's best that you don't, it's best that you don't. I think if anything, closure can actually set you back rather than you think um, help, help you progress through the situation. I feel like it's, it's, different well it depends on the situation because if it's an issue of my 15-year marriage and it's crumbling right before my eyes it's going to be really hard for me to get over that situation without knowing why this happened or why this person decided to do x y and z yeah like it would be cool to just okay i'm going to move on forgive you whatever but i'm going to be like look at the life that we built look at everything why did this happen because i i can't just blink my eyes and be like, okay, this is happening. It's happening. It's happening. Whatever. I'm over it. I forgive you. Yada, yada, yada. But versus if like in my twenties, something happens with a relationship or anything, I'll probably be like, I don't really need to get closure from that. Like it's whatever. But with every situation, I feel like it would be different. And I know for me, it, it wouldn't be the same if I didn't acknowledge that, you know, somewhere later in life, I may need to start seeking closure right now. I don't give a damn. But God forbid something does happen like that. I know I'm going to be like, okay, what and why did, like, why did this even happen? I guess I'll play devil's advocate real quick. So in the instance of, you know, the 15-year marriage where things are crumbling before your eyes, whatever, right? And you forgive, 
if you forgive them at all. Um, you know, if they decide, if you decide to go to them and you have that talk about why it's crumbled and why your foundation isn't where it needed to be, will that open up a possible door to like to that second chance? Um, like, what does the what does the why do for you if you've already accepted that what's done potentially is done? Um, it depends if, like, again, everything, is, it depends because if it's like an issue of infidelity or I, I don't, I don't know what other issues, financial issues that married people face. I have no idea. I've never been married, but if it's an issue where it happened and it was one of my unforgivables within the marriage. I just need to know why you did it. Like, cause I'm not, I'm the type of person with something that serious. I'm going to be like, well, this person knows me. This person knows what was at risk. This person knows all of this. Why was this thing so important that they had to have done it? That's not to say I'm going to bust a wide open and we're going to be great again. But if it's not one of my forgivables and it was just some, I don't know, something on a smaller scale, you know, 15 years in a long time, you know, I might just bust it wide open. I don't know, girl. But I don't think that there, it, it, it automatically means that if I start seeking closure from this person, we're going to start working on everything and we're back to what we are. It's just so that I'm not making up 809 different scenarios or 809 different whys for this person when their why was really, I felt like it. That's uh, sure. Y'all gonna be y'all gonna drive yourself crazy. I'm not saying go get closure from your boyfriend who cheated on you nine times and had three break babies. That's not what I'm saying. Wow. I feel like that was like very specific. Um, I mean, if the shoe fits, you're right. You might want to put it on. Um, y'all saw the episode of I did. I did. I thought it was a wonderful episode. I really didn't think it was actually happening. I thought it was like a somebody's imagination type shit, but it, it really happened, y'all. Really what do y'all think about it? Because it's like the perfect uh, like way to wrap in not current pop culture with this topic. So, what do you guys think about this episode? Like, were you, any of you shocked or? Hmm. So I guess like we we didn't get to really hear like any rationale from either side um with each other about what went down like it wasn't like a oh you did this because of xyz and it made me feel xyz kind of way we always heard each side talk to other people about how they felt about what someone else did to them and by someone else i do you know isa or lawrence like um, I just, I, I just thought the episode was so good. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a conversation that a lot of people claim that they probably want to avoid or um, probably think isn't necessary. But I mean, if you have the relationship with an ex to where, you know, you can sit and be cordial regardless of the the response that you might get like I don't know like that should that's just pretty deep like how do you really sit there and like what 
couple months later, I guess it is at this point, re, like talk about a five-year relationship that went down the drain by somebody's mistake after there were probably so many other factors that led to um, somebody feeling like they were unwanted or not cared for or anything. So yeah, I thought that was cool. But the whole like sex part, I really didn't think it was going to happen. I oh. thought it was just going to be like, hey, like, we talking, whatever, cool, da 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 Am I mad at Issa? Not really. Do I get it? I get it. I knew that Do would I, happen. Do I expect it? I feel like it was written in the stars from the beginning. Hell yeah. Five years? Of course. Of course. What do you mean? I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I am. Drinks and dinner and that romantic-ass art walk. Oh, it was sad. <laughs> Who is that? Girl. <laughs> you saw her. She had the shirt with the cutout with the shoulder. The you know, anytime time you're showing some shoulder, you know what you're trying to do. You know, you got to shake it a little bit. <laughs> you got you to gotta make sure it's shiny, get you some fancy, put put it on your shoulder a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, girl, she I knew what she was doing. I knew that was going to happen. It seemed like she really handled that, um, like the sexual encounter as her just wanting to scratch an itch. It doesn't seem like she, like, is looking for anything more than that. Based off of how she left the next day and that scene where she was walking, it didn't look like a walk of shame. I don't know what the opposite of a walk of shame. That was like a walk of shame. It was like five miles. First of all, we need to address that because she was like, I live up the street. And she's like, girl, where are you going? She was wearing wedges, so I know her feet were hurting because California hills are a lot, okay? They they better not have hammerhead toes. Uh, You know what? (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't need to. I did not need to bring it to that. But, um, <laughs> but did you guys get the same vibe that, like, she just, it seemed like she just needed to scratch a niche, and it doesn't look like she's actually looking to be with Lawrence after this or looking for this to happen again, even, I would say. I, I think that Lauren is, Lauren, Lawrence is looking now. He's in that point where he's settled, so he's trying to settle down and all of that stuff. But Issa's in a different place right now. Issa's yep. moving and grooving. Like, she is shaking and baking. What other words rhyme that I could throw at her? She it's is gyrating and... Nope. No. Okay. Well, at the end of... I feel like... Because, like, it say? does look like... It looks like Lauren's ready to settle down, but at the same time, I feel like Condola's about to tell him something. Like, she's pregnant. She pregnant. She's mm-hmm. pregnant. In that sense, I don't think he's ready to settle down like that. Or maybe he is. Maybe he is. Because what's his friend's name? Derek and Tiffany that had the baby? I think Lawrence is ready yeah. for that. Maybe. He might be mm. ready for that, but maybe not with her. That's what I was about to say. It's depending yeah, on with not with her. Not with It just really seems like he is desperately, not desperately, but like he, he obviously wants a partner now. He wants to build it. Granted, he had that, but... Um, He's in that, you know, they just always rotate in some type of phases in life. I don't know what's wrong with that. But like, he's in that phase where that's the whole point of reaching out. Like, he's reaching out to try and see what's up. Like, whereas Issa's doing it more than likely for the closure aspect. And, you know, sometimes you can close with a nice bow on top and an orgasm. Um, But (laughs) it doesn't take away. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No reason. What I will like to say though is it's interesting how forgiving I guess that Issa was with Lawrence's um, Lawrence's actions or lack thereof in their relationship versus how apprehensive she is to forgive Molly for 
all she did in the friendship. Like, um, do what does she need to forgive Molly for? No, that's what I was about to get to. If I were Issa, I wouldn't forgive Molly. People are really here trying to defend Molly. No, no. In here, like, like literally, I'm trying to pick at straws here at like all the possible reasons why somebody can forgive, and none of them say Molly on it. Like, Molly is literally that friend that wants to make sure, like, as long as she's doing better than you, everything's good. And you don't need a friend like that. You don't need to forgive that person. Like, I mean, different strokes, different folks, but I know me, I've been in a friendship where it's like, as I feel like as long as you're doing better than me, everything's great. Girl, you can fuck off. I don't need that. Like, what do I need that for? I've since, I've since and I also feel like Molly... Go ahead, Carly. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I also feel like um, while I do feel like Issa is kind of like dodging the conversation with Molly, I also feel like Molly is like trying to get an apology out of Issa or get a talk out of Issa that Issa's just not ready for. And that comes to another point of mine. Like nobody can force you to be ready for you to forgive them. If I'm not ready to forgive you, if I haven't processed what you've done and like truly accepted it and decided whether or not I want to forgive you, bitch, you could be pleading for my forgiveness for forever. But if forever ain't that day, you just going to have to sit there and fucking wait. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And you might be waiting forever because that day really just might not come. So but, oh. go that ahead. goes into like the same thing that I was saying earlier. Like you are not entitled to anyone's forgiveness and it is not mandated that you forgive anyone. If they feel as though they hold that view that you don't forgive and forget um, you're in a mental cage and it's like, you guys heard that quote where it's like not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to like, I, I don't know. I don't know that. It's hmm? a reach. Yeah. That's why I'm like, what are y'all like? What, why is this big? There's this grand, I, I don't know if people think that you're going to get a dozen roses if you forgive and then you're going to get apples thrown at you if you don't forgive like it's okay to not forgive like if you're not mentally ready because you doing the whole forgiving and forgetting what would jesus do christ like all of that stuff you like you're the only person that hears your thoughts like girl just take time process your feelings and if it's so that you can't even get over this act that someone did you can't even get over whatever the situation was then you're not over it. Like, what are you rushing for? You know what it is? I think it's because people people take everything that you say and you just said, and they think that because you're not able to forgive someone that sh- that that you're just not living anymore. Like your whole days are ruined. This is this mm-hmm. one thing is plaguing you. You can't get out of. No, that's not the case. Yep. What happened doesn't stop me from living. Just because I can't forgive you doesn't mean that this is stopping my day. This is stopping my grind. This is stopping me from getting done what I got to get done. No, this is just how I feel about this particular situation. So I think it's a hunt. I think you're absolutely right. You can completely approach it like that. If you're not ready, you're not ready. And you not being ready doesn't stop you. Doesn't stop your day is basically what I'm saying. Is that a grudge? Huh? Is that a grudge? (sighs) Because sometimes I feel like people think that just because I didn't forgive you, I'm holding a grudge against you. I tie nobody thinking about you. Like, that's what I'm saying. I tie holding a grudge with like, like if I'm mad, it, for example, if I'm mad at you and like, I'm 
outwardly expressing and making you know that I'm mad and that I'm still upset <laughs> and I'm still holding on to it. Like, tweets. Yeah, being paid like that. You know what I mean? Like, just because you don't forgive someone doesn't mean that you're holding a grudge. I don't want to pair the two together. At the very basis, I feel like people just think they're too important to your life. Like, I, if I yes. forgive you, bitch, like, if I do not forgive you, I'm, I'm not holding a grudge. I really, girl, it's fuck you. Like, get out of my face. I'm not thinking about you. I just don't forgive what you did. And that is truthfully that. Tomorrow is a brand new day. I still have to wake up. I still have to go to work. I still have to fulfill my duties as a human. Like, you, you're little thing that you're trying to get from me like that whole forgiveness shit, it don't matter that whole apology shit it don't mm-hmm. matter like do i still have to like do i still have to wake up the next day yeah do i still have to freaking pay my bills yeah like all i have to do in this life is be black and die like i don't have to think about you at all if i don't want to you are not that important I am sorry. I am always the most important person in my life. I don't give a fuck what you got. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> like, you're just not that important. I'm sorry. That you're is just true. Not. You're that just is not. true. But um, I guess to tie it back to the beginning of the episode with um, you the know, dry people, cornbread. Um, really think no cheese is a real thing because I'm still not over that. Girl, no, but you know the thing is it, and why is it American? Thank you. Well, that that tells all, you a lot. It tells you a lot. I was just about to say that should have just gave me a hint right there. Anything that's American, you should not be trusting it. it I'm just saying, Chris really did something when she said there's no such thing as a block of American cheese that you can buy at the store, even in the in like the net, like in the um. Like the block of cheese section, you know how like they have the shredded and the grated area with all like the other other dairy sections mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and then they have the actual cheese area. It doesn't exist. And you know how you have like fresh mozzarella. What's fresh American? <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm scared. Opening your eyes, opening your eyes to a lot of things here. <laughs> but um, no, just to bring it back to the beginning of the episode, um, tying it into you know people trying to get you to forgive something that you're not ready for. Um, During this time of, you know, emotional overload, pretty much, um, as Black people in America, it seems like a lot of people try to silence us and try to make us forget about all of the injustices and all, um, all of the racism, prejudice, discrimination, all of that. They try to just make us forgive people for all of the stuff that people have done to us just so we can quote unquote, continue moving forward. Um, And to those people, I say, fuck you, because it's been happening for years. It's happening right now. It'll probably happen from years and years on end. Um, How dare someone try to tell you that something that has to do literally with your identity, with your safety, with your likelihood, with your humanity, that people sit here and try to tell you that you have to forgive somebody for the mm-hmm. turmoil, for the hate, for the pain that they cause you. How? Like, mm-hmm. literally, how dare you? You can like, literally go straight to hell. Like, fuck you. Literally fuck straight <laughs> to hell. Express one way, not coming back. Like, Thank you. And I, I hope, hope that you forget something important, like your underwear. Something, something, because like, 
how how many times have we seen it that people say that we should forget that slavery happened? We should just, you know, move forward from slavery. We should move But forward. you can't go one September without forgetting that 9-11 happened. Why? Why? What's the reason? And we like, can't go through one history class between middle school and senior year of high school without learning about the Holocaust. We can't go through one. Right? And we, we shut the fuck up about that. I've never seen not one Jew hug a Nazi. But yeah, I've seen videos <laughs> of people hugging cops and, and slap boxing with them and singing. Hymns. Oh my God. I've never the seen fact, that. I don't know why that put, put like it into perspective I'm, because yeah. I would look at this Jew as if they're crazy. I'll be like, why are you hugging this person? <laughs> and never have oh we God. ever told them, yo, you got to forgive. You got to forgive them people. How dare, how dare you? Are you joke? Come on yeah. now. Because I feel like that's just a slap in the face to not even just the people who are like uh, just us three here. It's a slap in the face to every same, every person who's ever lost a family member or a friend or a loved one to police brutality or any sort of racial um, violence. It's a slap in the face to anybody who's been falsely um, incarcerated for any crime that they haven't uh, committed. It's just a slap in the face to all of the stuff that's just been systemically lined up to oppress us for all of these years. And I'm just here once again to say a hearty fuck you to anybody who tries to tell us as black people that we need to forgive people Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. shit that they put us for just off the color of our skin and bitch i don't want to hear another but what about black on black bitch people who are black and killing black people because they're black so shut the fuck up like i just i don't know it's too much for me i'm not trying to go down that realm i just try to just i feel like with all that's going on it's really important for us obviously to be cognizant to stay educated um to remain on that fuck white people shit because i've been on that since birth but anyways that's not the point um it's important that we Use our platform, use our voices, no matter how small your platform is. If you feel as though you need to say it, then say it without thinking about the repercussions. I know that there's a even a lot of celebrities like are scared to come out and talk, like because of backlash. Backlash from who? Those people are not the right people that you even need to be thinking about because clearly they're racist. But on I guess a quote unquote smaller scale with us quote unquote normal folk. Do what you can, where you can, how you can. So if that is like Carly was saying earlier, donating, donate. If you can't donate, protest. If you can't protest, make sure you're using your platform in some type of way. Make sure you're even educating the people around you if for some reason they don't know what's going on. Like have those uncomfortable conversations and above all else, make sure that you're okay and make sure you're processing everything. If that means you have to do what I do and tune out and read or uh, go for a walk or play with your dog, be present with your family, whatever it is, I just want all of us to be taking care of ourselves. Because if there's anything that this whole, I'm not even saying this whole ordeal, but being Black in America has taught me is that every moment is not, it is not secured. It's not a given. So if you need to do whatever you have to do to secure your mental health, you do that because you you don't know what can happen next. Like you can literally be going to Costco and something could happen to you based off of the simple fact of the color of your skin. So with all of that, I just want us to make sure. And also, um, we did post about this. Um, those mental health apps, the meditating ones, 
try and use those. I've been using them and they've been coming in handy, like, you know, helping me with anxiety because that's something that I have, like, it's heightened at this point in my life. Like, so using those apps has definitely helped to kind of curb that and help me re uh, construct my thoughts or frame them in a way that I'm not sitting here in my room, like, freaking the fuck out and crying every night. So I just want all of us to do that because at the end of the day, we are by God's grace, going to come out of this. And we're going to come out of this stronger and better and more aware. So, yeah. Thanks. Um, Yeah, we're going to wrap up for today. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very eye-opening, especially that one point that really got me fucked up in the head. Like, um, I think that that should go into an episode about unlearning because there's a lot of things that we need to unlearn as adults. Let and me we tell talk you, about it. <laughs> we got a long list of stuff that we got to talk about. And that's just another one that I'm about to put on. And this that's facts. <laughs> Thank you. That's facts. So, um, you know, at this end of the episode, I know I'm going to be adding in a song. You guys let me know. Is it going to be that song? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Or is it forgiveness? Fuck you. Fuck you. I like that one because I feel like it really, it's simple. It's to the point. It resonates with the feeling. That's all you need. Fuck you. Tell a hater. I said fuck you. Mainly Donald Trump. Truthfully, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Because that nigga has been wild. Like, and he has been forever. But like. But we really got to get him out of here. Please. <laughs> we really like. On That's enough of that. Like, I hope everybody is super susceptible. Y'all, oh Jesus Christ! Speaking of um, getting out, um, I have a bottle of wine here that I've been sipping throughout the episode, and I feel like y'all need to get out and go get it. Not get out by um, Jordan Peele. Stay woke though. Um, this is Chris a bottle. Is just coming at us with these transitions. What is going you know what on? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really had a oh, in that day that I was not on social media, I had just a mental awakening that, like, I could really just do you hear that. these lines? She is sharp, she is witty, she is it. But I'm not a poet, I'm not a rapper, I'm not a rapper, so. I'm not a rapper though. <laughs> but hire me if you need to. Um, so I have a wine here, it's red, and you know, when I drink red wine. That means I'm more like more than likely going through some shit, or like mm. I really just need to feel something. So like this is a bottle of red wine. It's called Angeline. It's a pretty little simple bottle for you guys. Um, mm. It's Angeline Vineyards. It's Pinot Noir. I've been getting into Pinot Noirs lately. Um, it's a California wine. It's not like super bitter, but if you're not a bitter fan, you won't like it. Um, it's good to cook with I'll say that so like if you're making like spaghetti sauces and you like to like add some wine into it it's good for cooking it's very inexpensive go out and get it for if you're cooking with it or if you're drinking it or if you're drinking while you're cooking with it whichever one you want to do Um, but that's my wine suggestion for the week and I will be back next week with another wine suggestion drink Hennessy y'all and Hennessy should sponsor us because I just said that that's my never one suggestion stop, for the week. Never settle. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in a wine glass, and that's my wine suggestion. There you go. And it's in a wine glass with your fine ass. Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. You Very. can make that a, a picture caption too if you want. Make yeah, sure you yeah. quote us. Uh, but like always, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode of the podcast. We really do appreciate you guys coming back every single time. Um, 
this was truthfully like a relief for me because with all this shit going on, I needed something to just get out energy. Like, and this is something that I really, really needed. So, um, you know, follow us on everything. It's been a few episodes, so I'm not going to go through the spiel again. Y'all know where to find us. And if you don't find us, we normally find you. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> hey, what can I say? We normally find people. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, stay safe. Stay educated. Stay aware. Um, you're loved. You're appreciated. And as we said, tell a hater that you say something. Period. And that okay. is that on that. Mm-hmm. Bye, y'all. Tell a hater I said Pussy Tell your bitch I said